What is up, everybody? JR here with FitFeed. Uh, first off, I want to start off by saying that this is not to be confused as medical advice. This is not to be confused as expert advice, nor advice, period. This is simply my journey through the fitness world and the experiences that I encounter by doing so. Um, as usual, you can choose to glean whatever information you do from this and use it however you'd like. Okay. Another thing I want to get into, guys, before I start this episode is I just want to thank everybody for last week's episode. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback. Uh, well, just feedback, period. I don't believe in positive or negative feedback. It's simply feedback, and you can apply whichever feedback you get to different situations, making it positive or negative in different cases. Um, with that being said, I want to get into the three topics we're going to cover today. So we're going to do a little mini series in the podcast called the supplement corner and in the supplement corner i'm going to talk about either a supplement that i've taken a supplement that i've heavily researched or a supplement that i've been recommended by other people who have also either taken <coughs> excuse me or heavily researched that supplement i'm sorry guys I think i'm coming down with little allergies um so that's going to be a really 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 good segment that we're going to continue throughout the podcast just to create a good awareness of what supplements are useful, what supplements we can do away with and, and basically weed out any unnecessities. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now <laughs> in the supplement world. Um, <clears throat> the second topic I'm going to cover is the mind muscle connection. Um, that tends to be a buzzword in the fitness world. You know, keep the mind muscle connection in view. I'm just basically going to cover what it is, what it's not. And basically how to utilize it, man. It's um, it, it's definitely something that can take an intermediate lifter to an advanced lifter or a beginner lifter to an intermediate lifter. And finally, I'm going to cause cover what I call permanent noob gains. As you know, when you first start working out, you get what are called those new games or noob gains where you basically start just adding muscle every single week and, and basically... Um, just seeing your PRs go up and up and up. Well, I'm going to apply this to all areas of fitness, whether it be CrossFit, power lifting, bodybuilding, or anything where anything where you have to put yourself and push yourself via fitness. We're basically going to get into how to create this constant and almost permanent uh, environment where you're able to make measurable gains every single week and. That's about it, guys. I got really. I'm really excited about this episode, and I feel like it's going to be a lot of uh, good information to be drawn from this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy us the next segment. Welcome back, guys. Um, I'm going to dive right into it. So once again, we're going over our supplement corner, uh, basically supplement review. What uh, is it? What's experience? What supplement it's recommended for? Um, the mind-muscle connection, what it is, what it's not, and how to utilize it, and how to create an almost consistent newbie gains where you're consistently seeing measurable gains in your workout regimen. So the targeted supplement for today is called CLA, or conjugated linoleic acid. Um, this is used as a fat loss aid, and it has claims of helping build and lead muscle. So really quick, what it is, it's a polyunsaturated fat that's needed in our diet. So it comes from sources such as meats, eggs, butters, 
um, and, and, and it's termed as a healthy fat. Um, so how it works is it basically tells your body that you're getting enough fat from your diet. So you don't need to store enough. You don't need to store fat that you're also taking in from your diet. So it's best to take CLA during meals. And it's recommended that you take about 2.5 to 3 grams a day, like I said, with a meal. So you can take it during breakfast, um, during your post-workout. That's the best time. That's the time I take it that I found that's best works for me is right after workout. I have my post-workout meal and I'll take my CLA after that. Um, What I've experienced is that it's not a stimulant fat burner. So it's not like with CLA, you're going to find yourself losing, you know, X amount of pounds in two or three weeks. It's kind of like a gradual push to help lose weight. And it's nothing like if you were taking a Yohimbi based or a caffeine and androgynous based, um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, fat burner. CLA is best used with things that are stimulant fat burners. So a lot of the times you'll see some fat burners that have both CLA and a caffeine-based product, or you'll see it with CLA and Yohimbi, or any basically any stimulant-based product. Um, it it also has it also has promises of helping boost the immune system, and that's that's pretty much it on CLA, guys. I've seen pretty positive effects with it. Um, a lot of people say that you have to take too much of it to see too much you have to take too much of it to see measurable results and that's true and false each supplement is different and it's not like there's a magic amount of milligrams or grams that you can take for each supplement and expect to get the same results with it um so for what cla is which once again is a polyunsaturated fat that is needed in our diet that we get from our diet like we get creatine from our diet like we get fiber from our diet we also get polyunsaturated fat from our diet but when we take it externally from a supplemental source we see that it tells the body hey i'm getting enough fat in my diet from my supplement or via my diet so i don't need to store fat that's coming in our muscle i already have enough good fat and i don't have to store any or convert any of what's coming in too fat. Um, CLA is a good supplement. Like I said, I've, I've used it myself. Um, it's an ongoing supplement that I've incorporated into my supplementation regime, and I've seen some pretty positive results. Um, CLA isn't something you're going to expect to be like, okay, well, if I take CLA, I can expect to lose 10 pounds this week. It's, it's, it's not like that. CLA is more of the, okay, I'm going into a cutting phase and I want to gradually cut and maintain muscle mass and maintain strength while just slowly trimming down the fat. So it's a more progressed process. So look into CLA, do your own research. And that's the first supplement I'm going to, that I covered in the supplement corner, guys. I really like CLA and, um, I have to see what I want to recover next week. If you guys have any good ideas of any supplement you want to hear, or any supplements you want me to review, I will definitely review it. Just either email me or reach out to me via Twitter, via YouTube, and um, 
I'll definitely do my due diligence, look into it, and uh, see what supplement we're going to review next. So the next topic is the mind-muscle connection, what it is, what it's not, and how to utilize it. So when you first start working out, you hear a lot about the mind-muscle connection, and this is a term that leans more towards the bodybuilding style of training. Uh, if you remember last week, I talked about three different styles of training, the CrossFit, the bodybuilding, and the powerlifting style, and what each, the the benefits of each, and what you can expect to incorporate each four based on what goals you have. Um, with the mind-muscle connection, it's it's good to have this in all three styles of this training, but specifically for bodybuilding, when the main focus is to build an aesthetic and to build the the look of the muscle and the shape of the muscle. So you you don't want to have your per se secondary muscles overpower when you're doing using the mind muscle connection. And I'll give you an example for that. Say you're using the bench press as your primary chest building exercise obviously a secondary muscle group that will be used is the tricep in a pushing motion but if you're working out and doing say a push-up set or like i said a bench press you'll notice that you can target almost all of your triceps and take almost all of the chest out or you can use both of them when you use your chest and your triceps but if you were targeting strictly chest like i said you would want to focus on engaging almost all your chest and very little. You're, well, your triceps are going to get engaged when you're working out, but you want to limit it to as low as possible. So you want to take anything that will give you a mechanical advantage out. So in other words, if we're using our chest example, you wouldn't want to bounce the bar off your chest. Like like I said, this is bodybuilding. It's focused. This isn't powerlifting. Like in powerlifting, I know a common tip is to flare your lats. Um, to arch your back as high as possible and to almost drive from your heels to add as much mechanical advantage as possible. With the mind-muscle connection, you want to strictly focus on the muscle that is being used for said exercise. Um, you also want to find a position that feels the most comfortable and that activates the muscle, tar the targeted muscle the best. So once again, back to the chest example, you would want to get the bar with little to no weight as possible and just get the form down so you can just strictly feel what muscle you're engaging. If you feel it more in your tricep, okay, well maybe don't try to extend your triceps most. Just use your arms as a stabilizers, as stabilizers for the weight, and just strictly focus on bringing the bar down to your chest and extending using 100% of your chest. And if some tricep gets engaged by doing so, then that's not a big deal. Um, and like I said, start by using a small weight or little to no weight to target the muscle group just to get the connection down you can also use it by now if you're say you're doing a um a leg extension or something like that you wouldn't want to use any swinging motion and using the momentum of the leg extension to help you get a mechanical advantage and get the weight up uh, a tip i like to use is to actually feel the muscle that you're exercising if you can, like you obviously couldn't do it with the bench, but if you're doing like a bicep curl, you want to actually touch your physical bicep to make sure that you, 
it, it almost gives like a subconscious, like this is what I'm working on type of thing going. And if you do that, you'll notice that you'll see that that muscle is what's getting engaged instead of like using your shoulders to swing the muscle, swing the weight up or using your, you know, using your triceps. If you're doing an, a bench press workout, you'll notice that, okay, if you physically touch the muscle you're working out, you'll notice that your focus will be directed towards that. And you'll get the muscle, mind-muscle connection down better. What the mind-muscle connection is not, in my opinion, is simply visualizing yourself doing the said exercise. Like back to the bench example, you wouldn't want to just strictly visualize yourself doing benching. You would want to visualize yourself stimulating your chest strictly by and secondarily using your triceps, but not focusing on your triceps. Um from that exercise if that makes sense so you wouldn't want to just aimlessly just okay we'll focus on benching well no focus on engaging your chest strictly versus any secondary muscle groups um like i said it's really good for the bodybuilding style of training um and it takes you from that intermediate to advanced or that beginner to intermediate phase because it it takes just the mindless just get the weight up mentality out and it gets rid of ego lifting we've all done it it's something that um that people have done since you know weightlifting is first began it's like okay i'm just gonna try to lift as much weight as i possibly can and just hopefully you know if form suffers that's fine now it's not really what you want to do with the mind muscle connection you want to really engage the muscle you're using and ensure that that's strictly the muscle you're using so the, the mind-muscle connection is definitely one of my favorite topics is because it it takes, it, it almost forces your body to go to a different level when it's forced to give up mechanical advantage and use strictly that muscle to lift said weight. Um, with this, if you notice that your weight drops, once again, this isn't powerlifting, so you're not trying to get as much weight as possible. You're trying to sculpt the body and break down the tissue as best as possible as efficiently as possible without taking any work or any energy going to any other body part or any muscle group so once again look more into the mind muscle connection um it's definitely an advanced topic if you want to take your physique to the next level and developing the ideal body you want and the last topic i want to get into guys is what i call the perma noob gains so as you know when when you first start working out you notice that man i um it seems like i'm getting bigger every day it seems like i'm getting stronger every day it seems like or if you're in a crossfit workout you notice that hey it seems like i'm losing weight faster and faster it seems like i'm uh, shaving time off my mile it seems like i'm rowing more it seems like i'm basically having more output output for whatever exercise i'm doing and this is due to the fact of your body continually adapt. The body has a way of adapting quick to any new stimuli. So these, this is where those noob games, those noob gains, sorry, come from, is that the body's ability to quickly to quickly adapt to new stimulus. And the way that's helped me work the best is that, say I'm doing a, a, a strength. If you remember from a if you remember from last episode, I have waves that I do. I'll do a, a powerlifting week or a powerlifting wave, a bodybuilding wave, and then a, a CrossFit style wave. 
if I'm in a powerlifting wave and it's wave two and it's my second focus of chest, I wouldn't use the same exercises I used in the first wave. And the reason why I say this is because if I allow myself to, even though it's still powerlifting, so even though I'm looking for things that would give me a mechanical advantage, not too much to take the focus off the body part, because even in powerlifting or if I'm doing, like for instance, if, once again, if I'm doing the bench press, like I said previously, if I'm do, using the mind-muscle connection like I am in bodybuilding, I'm focusing strictly on my chest and getting the best contraction from the set exercises. I'm doing the same thing in powerlifting, but like I said, I'm going to flare my lats more, arch my back a lot more, and drive from my heels to give me the best mechanical advantage I can while still stimulating that muscle group. But when I'm using this quote-unquote perma-noob game cycle thing, I want to get the ability to create a almost always adapting environment as much as possible. So what I mean by that is I'm forcing my body to continuously adapt to new stimulus by using either new exercises or new weights or even going down in weight and using more reps. So I wouldn't continuously just use the same weight, same reps, same exercises, and just hopefully I can get a couple more reps out with the same that I've been doing before. I would look up new chest exercises. I would look up new, um, you know, positions to hold the weights or new dumbbell exercises that when I would usually use a uh, barbell exercise. So all in all, the best way that I've seen to create an almost permanent noob games environment, like I said, guys, is to make sure that you're incorporating new exercises for the same muscle group, varying your reps, varying the weight you use. I also wouldn't highly encourage Look at your diet that you're eating. I know I talked last time about the different types of protein percentages and the different types of cat caloric intake that you would have to use based on the goal you have. But look up new protein sources. Like if you use a strictly chicken source of protein, see how your body reacts to a beef protein or see how your body reacts to maybe a fish protein or maybe a non-animal product protein at all. Um, just playing with your diet. Um, I don't highly recommend playing with your sleep schedule much because no matter if you just started or you've been exercising for 20 plus years, the body needs sleep regardless. It needs to break itself down to recover, to build itself back up. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, vary my sleep schedule too much. And that's also based on each person. Um, one person might see that they feel better after a certain amount of sleep versus the next person. So the best things I would do, like I said, guys, just to re reiterate, is to play around with the exercises I'm doing with, with the sets, the reps, and also change my diet up a lot. Not a lot, but, but basically change it up to the point where I see that, okay, when I use a chicken protein-based meal before a workout, I feel like this. But when I use a beef-based protein before a workout or post-workout or wherever, I feel like this. And continually just and going back to two episodes before, 
is just continually go back to your log. I cannot stress enough how important a fitness log is, guys. If you do not have a fitness log, you do not know what you've taken, you do not know where you're going from there, and you don't know the measurable progress you've used from there. So, in conclusion, guys, with this episode, we've covered CLA, a review of what it is, what I experienced, what I took it, when I did take it, the mind-muscle connection, what it is, what it's not, and how to utilize it, and finally, how to create an almost permanent noob games environment um, by varying the weight, the reps, and what you consume pre- and post-workout. Once again, guys, this is Jared with FitFeed, and once again, I also want to thank everybody who has been supporting thus far. Um, I will continue to give content that I feel like people can utilize in their day-to-day gym life, in their day-to-day fitness life, and in their day-to-day fitness journey. Um, Fitness isn't like a fad. I like to say it's lifestyle, and it, it, it feels great to know that people are actually looking towards the the, the the episodes to glean information from it and and i really appreciate that guys and like i said i'll continue to do my research to always give you guys some type of new insight on something that i found uh, to help you in your fitness journey i appreciate it and take care